raging storm would stay a little longer with your feet up on the dashboard of my summer dream and westward i was hoping that we'd wake up to the softest of spring mornings humming Chronicles and lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains in upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton, and I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers and the Grass-Fed Gourmet. This podcast is the audio version of my blog, which can be found at sapbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net. As small farmers, we don't ask for much. We draw our wealth from the earth and our family and our community. That's fine. But just because we don't ask for much doesn't mean it doesn't sting when the message comes through loud and clear from our government that we don't mean much. That's what I'll be talking about this week on the Hearth of Sapbush Hollow. You can do a lot with baling twine. It binds the hay together for certain. We've also used it for door latches, knife sheaths, belts, halters, hinges, jury-rigged tailgates, tie-downs, and cooler handles. The artful employment of baling twine is about more than the ingenuity of a small farmer. It's about our psyche, the good and the bad sides, the ability to make do in a pinch and adapt, the good side, and the refusal to ask for help or slow the hell down to make a sensible repair, the bad. Bailing twine thinking is, perhaps literally, woven into the fiber of the small farmer. We have to make do and adapt all the time, Unlike the big commodity operations, we don't get government subsidies. We work within our communities and regions using metaphorical baling twine to weave a local food web, supplying our customers with food directly without pumping our production into the commercial food supply. Because we don't get subsidies, we are constantly competing with an industrial system and its artificially cheap prices. Thus, None of us small farmers simply grow food. We must engage deeply with our customers, cultivating the depth of relationship where they understand and are willing to pay for the true cost of food. These days since the pandemic hit have contained a lot of physical and psychological bailing twine for us at Sapbush Hollow, from the ad hoc repairs to the reconfiguration of our labor force, sales and marketing tactics, and to adjusting income streams. I follow a lot of fellow farmers on social media, and I watch them do the same. 
Rather than hiding, they've come out into the open. They've pulled the N95s down off the tool shelf, they sit next to the bailing twine for many of us, whipped up homemade disinfectant and hand sanitizer from the supplies in the vet cabinet, came up with alternative ditties to happy birthday for hand washing, and kept going. And we're working together, marketing each other's products, helping customers to find us, picking up delivery routes, and helping the vulnerable stay out of crowded grocery stores. And for the first time, folks are noticing us. We are selling a lot of product. We're getting new customers. And all that sweat and bailing twine is paying off. Sort of, but not necessarily. Because while the sales of our products are flowing more readily, our ewes and sows and cows are already pregnant or birthing. The crop plans are already in place. The seeds are already started. Unlike a factory that could cash in on increased demand with increased just-in-time production, we need 12 to 18 months to ramp up. And then, as many of us have learned, the trick to navigating a small farm successfully is balance. The land has a carrying capacity. Exceed it and disease erupts. The added stress increases farm injuries. Any potential gain on the books is easily, quickly doubled in losses. In other words, the same poverty earnings we've experienced for the last several decades are about what we can expect for the year to come. This is our time to shine for our community, but it is by no means a boom economy for us. We're making do as any proud graduates of the Bailing Twine School of Management would. We haven't escaped the financial blows, and while sales right now are healthy, we can't magically increase them to recuperate the losses that this pandemic has incurred. Furthermore, we could definitely be doing better. We could use better product storage, more help with our technology, more infrastructure to adapt to our rapidly changing business demands, more hands to help. And while the Bailing Twine School of Management doesn't condone slowing down and asking for help, the entrepreneur and business manager in me overrules. It screams out, swallow your pride and never leave money on the table. Take the opportunity to make sensible repairs and improvements. So when the CARE Act comes out, version one, I pivot from the work of restructuring our business and communicating with customers and start making calls and filling out forms for aid. The first thing I learn is that because the funds went through SBA, lenders who work with small farmers were at a disadvantage. Some weren't approved to make the loans. Others didn't have the infrastructure in place to work with SBA. So by the time they were able to take our applications, the funds were gone. And then we learned that the EIDL advances weren't even available to farms. The most recent good news for farmers was that the USDA will provide $16 billion to help with the food and agriculture system. A large chunk will go to purchasing and distribution to help get food into the hands of the people who need it most. The direct payments to farmers and ranchers, however, are made based on price losses, drops in commodity prices due to the dysfunction of our industrialized food and distribution system that could not adapt to this crisis. Essentially, the payments are determined based on participation in the commodity food system. From what I can decipher, most small farms I know would be ineligible. 
Our prices haven't changed. They haven't changed because we set them based on the actual costs of our food. There's no futures and options and commodity pricing in the world of direct marketing. The losses we small farmers face right now are more like the losses of the rest of America's small businesses. Those funds for which we were sidelined because of the letters F-A-R-M in our business names. They came in the form of labor costs, loss accounts receivable, closures of sales venues, and most significantly, the cost of changing gears, building online marketing platforms, and altering our food storage, processing, and distribution systems. Interestingly, the money targeted for industrial farms is money to prop up a broken system, money to somehow put things back the way they were. Conversely, the money that could go to small farmers would accelerate our rate of adaptation. It would help our cities and communities cope with change. And where the USDA money is capped at $250,000 per individual or entity, those sums would be laughable on a small farm. You could service 2,500 small farms with just one big farm payment with multiple lifetimes of bailing twine with those figures. What the small folks need is a pittance in comparison. Sums in the range of 10,000 or 20,000 could do astronomical work to tweak and improve and adapt. I'm a graduate of the Bailing Twine School. I was raised not to expect these kinds of handouts. I was raised to tie a half hitch or a square knot, slap on a little duct tape, and just make things work. And so I'll do that. No problem. I love what I do, and I'm joyful to be of service to my community. But the underlying message from our government still goads me. The underlying message is that We'll fix what matters. And that doesn't include the small farmer. Maybe that will change. Maybe the next round of funding will catch up to us. But I want to share something about small farmers. We aren't sitting around waiting for it. And while the dollar figures are bandied about and the press releases are written and the new online forms are generated and the industrial food system is plowing produce into the ground, your small farmer still has produce. And the grocery stores are running low on flour. But there are small farmers with cooperatives who are grinding wheat. And the grocery stores are running low on eggs. But we small farmers have eggs. And we've been warned the nation is perilously close to a meat shortage. And we small farmers still have meat. And we have milk and cream and yogurt and cheese and butter and beans. And while the world despairs at the isolation of social distancing, we small farmers are keeping you tied to your land, to your place, to its flavors, and to your family. Through our masks and our emails and phone calls and deliveries, we are offering kindness and human contact and community and sustenance. Thus, while the nation flounders to try and turn itself back in time to restore the broken glory of two months ago, putting back in place what matters, we small farmers are running around behind the scenes holding it all together with a shitload of bailing twine. 
Welcome to the new Bailing Twine Economy. This podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon, and this week I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons ML Geiger and Rachel Gilker. Hi guys! Thank you! I couldn't do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work and gain access to exclusive content, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Local folks, thank you for all the business you've been providing to Satbush Hollow Farm. We are honored to be your farmers and to help you cook at home with nourishing ingredients. If you aren't local and you're sending your food dollars to your own local farmers right now, thank you. This is going to keep our community economies going and the local food flowing no matter what happens in the broader world. Our online virtual general store for self-serve pickup continues to grow. You can find it on the main menu of our homepage at sapbush.com. We're doing our best to get our food to you as efficiently and as safely as possible. Please keep those orders coming. If there is any way we can serve you better, let us know. We're expanding our offerings every week in an effort to help keep folks out of crowded grocery stores. If you have an idea of something we should carry, we're eager to hear about it. And hey there, Frontliners, we have a number of you who have supported our farm for years. I want you to know that we're thinking of you and sending gratitude and prayers. Hang in there. And to my fellow farmers, again, thanks for listening and thanks for the work you're doing. We're not Frontliners, but we are the roots of the system. And while we have a lot more personal liberties right now, we aren't getting the same downtime either. We've got the usual labors of the season combined with the pressure to get food to the public as safely as possible. Remember that you cannot execute your calling if you aren't well. Take care of yourselves. While so many are trapped at home feeling powerless, the work we can do to build health and restore community is endless. But we can only do what the day allows. Get some rest so you can keep going strong tomorrow. The work will always be there another day. Stay healthy, everyone. This was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from memory. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Sowing seeds and reaping dreams And I think that I am learning all